0: If social distancing works, it's going to look like it was overblown.
1: In the words of the villain from Shrek, some of you may die, but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. That's <laughs> how these people are thinking.
0: <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Basic Podcast It's Brent Philbin, and I'm going to be joined by Kareem Baruke and Adam Levy, and we are going to have a pretty cool episode today. We are going to talk about a mythical future where we had this pandemic, but we had the pandemic when the world was on blockchain. So it's going to be an interesting thought experiment, thought process into how we go about that. We're going to start the episode talking about the, the Reddit thread that sparked this conversation, and then we're going to end the episode Originally, it was going to be on all of our visions, but we really only talk about one vision, but one vision of a world completely on blockchain and how we would end up financially when we can't just print money to solve the problem. We released a couple of other great episodes last week. We talked about the negative oil futures, which was pretty hilarious. And we also the previous week, we talked about Bitcoin as a safe asset and of course, Uh, We talked about the G20 stable coins. So a lot of interesting things happening out here in the crypto space. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun as we unpack it going forward. And this episode, I know, was a lot of fun to record. So if you're ready to indulge us in a world that is run on blockchain, it's time for episode 236 of the Crypto Basic Podcast. what is up everybody it is brent i'm here with kareem baruke
1: hello everyone
0: adam ruthless levy who swore he didn't have another nickname but of course we all know another nickname is oh man good day sir so as you know today we're gonna be talking about how the world would be different in a world dealing with a pandemic under blockchain so that's what we're going to do. You know, how, you know how like all these projects, they launch and they're like, hey, we're doing this, put on blockchain. We're going to do that. We're going to do COVID-19, put on blockchain. And we're going to kind of think about what happens and where that goes and how that goes. I basically came across a Reddit post that was about this. It wasn't an article. It wasn't anything like that. So a lot of this is just kind of a going to be a fun little thought experiment where we talk about the way things would be different in different scenarios where we, we were under different types of blockchain standards. But before I get too deep into our thoughts on what it would look like ourselves, I thought it would be good to kind of recap the people's thoughts on Reddit and talk about them because uh, there were there were some good thoughts. There were some bad thoughts. And the original post, I'm just going to read it, it. It seems correct to do so when, when I'm stealing somebody's content from Reddit. So their username was Onage. O-W-N-E-double-J. So they they had a very cute way to spell ownage there, but they didn't put a P in front of it or anything. I don't know. So he said, I'm a huge, huge advocate for crypto and have always defended it when discussing with other people. I'm struggling to find an answer to the question on why a world using crypto would be better than the current cash system we are using today for handling this pandemic. For example, Australia just announced a $130 billion package to support workers who have lost their jobs. I'm assuming they are printing money daily to handle this crisis. Also, America's plan to inject trillions into the economy. Can someone smarter than me explain how this situation would have been handled with crypto or why crypto would be the better choice? Thanks heaps for the replies. So I resonated with him here because I have had these same thoughts. It's like, what would we do? If we were on some sort of Bitcoin standard or if we were on some sort of blockchain run world in this exact same situation where we can't print money, if we've actually eliminated the bad part about printing money, the the inflation that we are worried about, the quantitative easing problems that we feel like we are going to solve with something like crypto, what happens when there's a legitimate need to kind of print money in the short term or Is that the right way to handle it? So I've been having a lot of those questions in my mind and thought it would be fun to explore. So as we go into this, I want you guys to think about your kind of fantasy world where this happens and how crypto would be involved in that fantasy world. You don't have to give an example if you don't want to. But the three questions that I'm going to put forward first that we would answer to kind of put our world into perspective is, is Bitcoin the global currency? What role does fiat play in this society, if at all? And what other things are we assuming in your example before we talk about how blockchain would have affected it? Uh, And then you can talk about it. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about some of these quotes and some of the things that people said in the Reddit post. Nobody went into enough detail for me to really feel like I got a good answer to this question. But there were a couple of good pieces of this puzzle together because this is something that I'm really all over the place on. I don't know. Like, off the top of your head... Do you, without really thinking too much about it, do you think that we would just be better off in a blockchain-enabled world? Let's call it that?:
2: I would say yes, but also, there are a lot of things that need to happen, or it's just it's not, it can't just happen overnight, and I think it's a world that is very, very vastly different than the, our present day world. Yeah, it's hard to think about. It would be an uprooting of the entire system.
1: Right. There's this thing. There's so many systemic problems that, that in a vacuum, you know, you're tempted to say yes, but like also it just feels like a totally different world. You know, it's tough to, to compare. Like we do need, like, for example, uh, if would I rather the government, uh, even though I haven't even gotten a stimulus check, but like thinking about <laughs> the society as a whole, Right now, like if people still can't go into work and they have to make another adjustment where they are actually they need to give people more money so that they can survive, would I prefer a system that's less flexible? Not necessarily. You know, like I think right now the problem is how the resources get used and stuff, you know? And, and I don't know. I don't know that a blockchain-based system would solve a lot of the underlying problems. They would solve some.
0: Okay. So let's start exploring these quotes and we'll have some things to say, I think. So this was the top comment, and I didn't necessarily agree with all of it, but I felt like pulling a piece of this top comment was important. This user's name is Ketifus, K-E-T-I-F-U-S. Distributed ledger technology is the key to an open, honest world, and crypto is the natural vehicle for value exchange when this shit show goes pop. It's an interesting sentence there. He started off so professional and then went to shit show goes pop. My guess is that this virus will take the blame this time, but the QE, quantitative easing, coming off the printer now will store up the final collapse of fiat. In the meantime, we can look forward to another 10 years of global austerity, four to five years of phony asset-based recovery, then inflation and rising interest rates causing the global debt load to make the world insolvent. Hopefully crypto is ready. If it isn't, we're fucked. I'm setting up my life to deal with the latter. So this guy's kind of like, <laughs> Doom and gloom. I'm setting up my life to deal with the latter. He's like a prepper kind of sounding person. Yeah. This ended up being the top comment, so again, you can't necessarily rely on Reddit upvotes. So, what the the quantitative easing that's happening now, when do you think we're going to see the effects of what it's causing?
1: Well, I think it's difficult to say, you know, and we may have mentioned this before in the show, but like the dollar is tough because even though the printing of more dollars or the creation of more dollars should Show us some kind of felt inflation. It's distributed all over the world because everybody stores dollars all over the world. I'm telling you guys right now, rich Chinese, rich Colombians, rich Argentinians, rich Europeans, a lot of people put their money in the dollar, right? Because they don't want it to have in their local currencies. So, you know, for what it's worth, I've heard a theory called the dollar milkshake theory, which is supposed to say that. The way this crisis plays out is that you see a rise in the dollar and compared to other national currencies because you'll feel the quantitative easing in local currencies first, like each local government trying to print up. Everybody flees to the dollar and that then eventually that dollar inflation will be felt because there's too much that's being printed and then people flee to insert your asset of choice here. Bitcoin, gold, Fed oil. Reserve 2.0, free <laughs> oil
0: free oil they, <laughs> they try to invest to their paper. dollars in oil, but they end up with more dollars. They end end up with toilet paper <laughs> no. No. all right, so yeah, that's um that i don't I didn't like that comment too much, but I thought it was important to talk about the, the top comment. so next one, we got user don't like computers under the current system, the government has one hundred percent credibility to repay if it borrows in the currency it controls referring to borrowing in bonds. Under a crypto standard, everyone is on a level playing field because we all have the same fundamental ability to repay. So that was interesting. Basically, they're saying like, the US government can loan money out to the or can borrow money from the citizens or anyone, and the people will be able to loan it because they know the government can repay it because they can just print the money. So what happens in a world where in order to bail people out the government needs to borrow crypto from people instead of the, instead of the currency that they can print
1: yeah but see i have a history problem with this <laughs> you know
0: uh, yes. and it's like history
1: yeah like one of the things that i talked about in the first uh, fireside chat or i kind of learned about it when i was doing the first fireside is to an extent, like, yes, the Fed, the central banks are manipulating the money. They're printing money left and right. It has devastating effects. Savers are being screwed. It's a transfer. I, I accept all these premises. But one of the things that people forget is that we got off the gold standard also to deal with certain crises. And certain crises are really tough to deal with if you have no control over your currency at all. The biggest difference between the Greek debt crisis and most national debt crisis is that Greece had given up its ability to print their own currency. Their currency, the euro, was controlled by an entity either in Brussels or in Germany or whatever, right? So they mm-hmm. weren't able to do what literally every country does in uh, these situations. And even though like then the human suffering that was felt was higher, Right. And same thing in the Great Depression. Like, I just feel like there has to be another solution. But if let's say that crypto standard was like a solid crypto that is, you know, kind of like gold, let's say. And the only way that a government could get the resources to implement something that they need is to borrow real money. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe it keeps things in check more, but um, there's a reason why we got away from those systems. And, (laughs) you know,
2: I think you make a pretty great point it's like we the quantitative easing printing all this cash man it's like if we didn't have that where where the stimulus checks what would where would that be coming from it's almost like this is how you get past crises and you deal with it later and hopefully you can avoid the inflation i don't know i think it's just kind of one of those things where it's going to happen with people Or it's gonna happen and some people are just gonna get the short end of the stick, but right now we don't want anyone to get the short end of the stick.
1: Here's another like thought experiment, let's say. Just because I think it's important to distinguish like the different parts of our system that could work in theory and don't work in practice for let's say a myriad of reasons, right? But let's say that the Federal Reserve, instead of printing a bunch of money to float risk-free gambles for Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and all these banks and get like, essentially we print a ton of money, let's say trillions and trillions of dollars at the base of currency. And what percentage of that goes to essentially more corporate chicanery to use a fancy word, right? It's just (laughs) perpetuating like the people who've been committing the most fraud in our society are pocketing most of those gains. Just as a thought experiment, what if the central bank printed out trillions of dollars? But what they did is they literally gave it to like all of us. Were right now we're getting twenty five hundred dollars a month in in American cash. That's going to stimulate local economies. Let's say that they were really rigorous about making sure that it was small businesses that were applying for loans and not Chipotle and Neiman Marcus, right? And I understand that those companies need help too. But what about what if we also emphasize? Props the- to
0: Shake Shack, by the way.
1: Oh, I don't know what they did, but yeah, they, they gave,
0: gave it back. They got the loan that they applied for. They got like 10 million or something and they gave it back. <laughs> they were just like, no, we don't need this. We're a huge company here.
1: Why did they apply for it?
0: I, I, who knows? I, like right, they right, probably right. got outraged against when the, or they probably they responded the outrage. to
1: outrage, Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, so there's a, if you're a company, of course you're going to just apply for whatever's available. That's your incentive. Right. They got it. And then they got it before anybody else. And they're seeing it and like they might have been like no we shouldn't have done this like let's give it back i got mad respect in that in that case
1: and listen who runs our economy all right the capitalist class so to speak the people who actually own stocks and companies own the majority of the company own the majority of the policy so a lot of the federal reserve's policies have been geared towards propping up the stock market so a lot of these printing and debasing of the currency has been used to help a very narrow sect of the population. So all I'm saying is we might not be like, maybe we would see some of the benefits of having this type of flexibility with the currency supply if it was used properly. And the reason I emphasize that is because even if we, okay, let's say we take away the ability to just print money and there's no federal reserve, fine. And there's like a crypto system, fine. But there's still going to be structures of power, and if those structures of power manage to use all of that power to benefit just a few sectors of the population, then they're going to do it in crypto or not crypto. And they're going to do it in all kinds of different ways. And you know what I'm saying? In theory, in a vacuum, it's not just the fact that a central bank exists, in my opinion.
0: Right. Okay. All right. We'll move on. I got two more Reddit comments before we get into our little weird ball experiment. Karma Z, you're gonna, I think you're going to like this one because <laughs> we just more or less said it. If the world was purely crypto-based, we'd be in a crippling economic depression right now, and most of the world would not survive the coming six months. This isn't even remotely hyperbole. Uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that unless we had a good system in place for solving this and did a lot of research before we implemented something like that, that if we were operating off the damn crypto we have right now, and no, no way. Yeah, this would... We currently need the ability to print that money.
2: In my opinion. I wish that this guy, Karmazi, the user, whoever, said something a little more than just, this isn't even remotely hyperbole. Like, just like leaving a comment and then just not explaining why it's just going to happen. I
0: like, right, come on, man. This is Reddit. This is like what people yeah, do. Yeah, I,
2: I know. I know. <laughs> but, but like, so that's what we can hope for, man. I'm, I'm very curious, you know, as to why he thinks it's just, or, she, whoever, I don't know, the user thinks that it's even remotely hyperbole. I I, I kind of can see it, what we're talking about. You know, we, we needed the ability to print money, I guess. Or, or it could just be control is more of the, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about what the vice to supply money is. But it's more about, like, whatever it is, the government doesn't want to relinquish control. And how can we keep control over the people by keeping things at bay? And that's printing money. And how from. do you
0: take away that control a little bit with transparency? So that's the that was the sticking point on the American bill that went through. They agreed in almost all principles, like after like two days, which was insane, historic stuff, right? Then the oversight was the thing that made the the bill take two weeks, and uh, maybe it was two weeks, ten days, something like that. It was longer than it needed to be, and, and then he fired were, the guy. Yeah, they were complaining about what the oversight was like, and then the second it got passed. Trump fired the guy who was in charge of, of of the oversight. But but then again, he he replaced him with another person who who wasn't appointed by a third party, but was already confirmed in his position. So yeah. and he did start dropping a lot of like uh uh things. So I, I don't know that he's going to get away with anything weird. He probably will. But oh my anyway, God, come on now. the we won't get into that too much. But that yeah, the the, the transparency was the sticking point. So finally, user bits and bobs 304. I think all speculations are void on both sides simply because humanity has never existed under such a system. And it would have so many unforeseen consequences that the whole economy and production of world jobs would be radically different in so many unpredictable ways. Yep. Love I think, that totally, yeah, that's the, ba- yeah. That's, that's the best. This guy answer. was buried like down at the bottom. He got my uh-huh. upvote, but it wasn't doing any good. Well, because he's he trying was... to be
1: nuanced. What an idiot! That's not how you yeah. get to the top of the comments.
0: <laughs> and user bits and bobs, you win the the top Reddit comment of this uh, of this section. If you're if you're a listener of the podcast, reach out to us. We'll give you I uh, I don't know a high five or something. I don't know. Maybe we can give you a token. From, no high uh,
1: fives. Why are you trying to spread? Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry, like a fist fist bump or
0: something with a glove on. I don't know. So that was the Reddit thing, but nobody really gave one of those, like, long, deep, nuanced answers. And I want to take my crack at it. You guys might want to take your crack at it, or you might just want to pick apart my example. We'll see what happens. So here's my example. So first, first question, is Bitcoin the global currency? And my answer is no, because Bitcoin can't currently and probably won't function as a currency, but it is still the largest network. Uh, so another more versatile coin would end up being the currency, something that implements smart contracts and stuff like that. What role does fiat play in society? In this society, I'm getting rid of fiat. It's a thing of the past. Like people do not use fiat anymore. So this is a far future. We're all probably dead, but I'm sure there were all sorts of weird things that happened when stable coins finally imploded tether, which by the way, printed another like hundred million dollars just yesterday or something gone with the fall of fiat and everybody's stuck wondering why they had invested in a token. That was a representation of the thing that they're participating in the economy, trying to get rid of. And, uh, governments have accepted that crypto is the thing. There's no red revolution or anything crazy. Governments just kind of got on board, bought Bitcoin or whatever they needed to buy in, in this currency. Maybe one was launched specifically for countries, something that I've always kind of thought was interesting to fork into a new coin, And give every country their approximate GDP worth of that coin. And if they adopt it as their currency, it gets released to them. That would be interesting in my opinion. But uh, anyway, so that's kind of what we're looking at here in my world. So what happens? Pandemic goes down. Everybody needs to be locked in. Economy is going to be in the shitter. So how are we going to handle that? Where do governments get their money instead of printing it? Well, they accept taxes, of course. Maybe taxes have gone up in this situation, but we have a blockchain system here and we know that this is a possibility where we can have identification of citizens. We can have the equivalent of a social security card on the blockchain. So we have, you know, in this future, we probably have 500 million instead of 300 million people in the United States. But let's say we have 500 million people. And in order to be considered a citizen, at some point, you will have to have verified your identity on blockchain in some way either via like a zero knowledge proof or it's something more invasive right so we so we know who all our citizens are where they are and we know the easiest way to get the money right so one of the challenges that we're facing right now kareem said it earlier in the episode he hasn't gotten a stimulus check yet they announced this over a month ago if kareem was in dire need of money and that money was supposed to be his salvation it hasn't even appeared to him yet because of one of a million different things. Maybe he need to wait for Donald Trump's signature on the check. Maybe he paid taxes rather than got a refund last year, which is, I think, is the situation happened. that I'm in.
1: Yeah.
0: And I haven't got mine either. And so there's a lot of different things. And I understand the logistical problems behind this. But if you have a 500 million addresses that all have verification that these are citizens and we've gone through all of the research that need to be done to know who they are you click a button and you send a transaction and now every single citizen that needs it is going to get the money problem is how much money do you give them Well what do you do well in this scenario where we're talking about a blockchain enabled future people probably pay rent and sign contracts on blockchain via smart contracts so if I have a rent and I have 12 months on my lease, I probably have that signed and maybe even automatically drawing from my uh, whatever my wallet is on blockchain.
1: Brent, just real quick, uh, something I remember hearing that makes everything you're saying not sound too far-fetched. One of the theories of how, let's say, the Federal Reserve would be able to implement something that we can call, let's say... Fed coin, right? Like if they created a Mm. digital dollar or whatever, and how could they put it on their system? How could they get a lot of people to migrate to their system? The idea is pretty simple. You just do a blockchain style system with a wallet that's already assigned to you and you get those funds by activating it. Yes. So then everybody's in the system. It's like, hey, there's 10K waiting for you, 5K waiting for you. You just have to create your account, create the wallet, and there there it is. So like, who's not going to do that? And all of a sudden, everybody's on there. Yep.
0: Yep. And they will learn. You pay somebody $5,000, they will figure out what they need to do to get this wallet. Now, we need to make it easier. We can't do it today. This couldn't happen. We need to make this so that so that people with, you know, as, as, as bad as this sounds, we need people with an ADIQ need to be able to do this. If I have an ADIQ, I can hand you a 20 and you can give me $10 back when I pay for a $10 item. Somebody who is very low on the intelligence scale needs to be able to use it. We're not there yet. But... In my future, we are. In my future, this is easy for whatever reason.
1: I'll add real quick. I think it's more not tech savvy than intelligence. You know, like it's more like the older crowd and stuff that's just not as used to apps, computers and stuff. But even they're getting more comfortable. I noticed, for example, you know, like back in the day, I would laugh at how my parents handled PCs and stuff sometimes. But nowadays, everybody's iPad, their phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be iPad, smartphone friendly or whatever, basically. Right. Are they on? I'm not saying like old people all need to do it. But I'm legitimately saying that there are – that that anyone who's mentally challenged right now probably has a hard time operating an iPad no matter how simple the interface is. So we need to get on the level of being able to operate an iPad. Well, right?
2: I do think that – I don't know for sure, but I feel like there have been talks of people trying to figure out ways or companies trying to figure out ways to not have to – use private keys or like cut and paste like your code or your cryptographic key to then you know because when i first did that it felt so counterintuitive unlike anything then like it's it's definitely way more complex even though like now it's just like yeah you do that it's done whatever it's kind of easy but initially giving 20 dollars and getting 10 back versus doing that is way more complex but i think that if they figure out a way to not have to do that when you're getting crypto transferred in this way or that way, uh, which I think I, I can't remember where I saw that, but I do think that's that's going to happen. And once that does happen is when adoption will be far easier. Yes,
0: that it'll happen eventually. So in this in this future, it is happening. So so you've got your like government verified wallet or whatever. This is the equivalent of your where you pay taxes, your lifeline. Your smart contracts that companies need to be enforceable are going to be attached here. It's not going to be a credit rating. So it's your leases are going to be attached there. If you're a business, your business entity is going to be similarly verified. And all of your obligations will be attached on there as well. People will just go through this. Instead of signing a contract on DocuSign and sending it to each other, they're going to sign things with their private key, right? So it will be very, very simple if it's built in right for the government to say, okay, we're in a pandemic. Lockdown. Everybody go back home. Essential businesses can stay open. Obviously, everybody needs to eat. So we are going to send, we'll call it the 1200 the equivalent of $1,200 to every verified citizen's wallet or every citizen's wallet. If you haven't verified, get verified. You're going to need the money now. Boom. Send it. Right? Then, because they're on smart contracts, you can push an update to those smart contracts that say every one of these is either paused or null for the next 60 days. Also, every one of them gets 60 days tacked on to the end of their period. You don't have to sign a new contract. You don't have to do anything. Your obligation is automatically paused, and it's automatically added to the end. So no obligations for anybody. No businesses have obligations. No consumers have obligations. Nothing. Anything that you would have had to pay is on hold, and it's all on hold because The company's incentive is to attach it to your main wallet. Maybe there is UBI in that wallet. Maybe like that's the only way you can verify that a person is real. And you can also see if they ever default on any of their previous obligations via the smart contract in some way. So that also functions as somebody's credit report. And if it's all on there and all the obligations are handled that way with a flick of a switch, you can extend all of these obligations for another 60 days. So then on top of all that, so you've got your... Obligations taken care of, so you don't have to worry about whether you're supposed to pay rent or or getting unemployment or whatever. You've got your money for the necessities. If you need to go out and get food, right? We're not talking about a completely socialist society where they're going to drop off food to your door. We're talking about in the same situation we're in now, where you could go get the food that you need, and you're given enough money to do that. Then, finally, we have another problem that's happening, which is we have protesters out there trying to reopen the government faster, right? And we have politicians like the fucking moron mayor of Las Vegas that, interestingly enough, uh, when you think of Las Vegas, you think about like the win, and you think about like the Bellagio and all that stuff. That's not in Vegas. <laughs> so th- those uh, everything south of the stratosphere is in a township called Paradise. And the mayor of Las Vegas has nothing to do with. Most of what people think of as Las Vegas
1: and real quick, have you followed any of the Reddit threads that show how this is all like a big astroturfing campaign? Yes. Yes.
0: So that's the thing like that you have the media focusing on these ridiculous protests the same way they were focusing on toilet paper being out. So you might get the impression and and I know that people are getting this impression because I talked to a couple of different uh, of our remote workers. And they're like, wow, America's going crazy, man. They're, you guys are all out in the streets protesting. And I'm like, no, it's just a few idiots. Like no, the rest of us aren't protesting. There's always
2: going to be idiots doing it. Like, and it was organized
0: open... by astroturfing campaigns. And astroturfing, as we've talked about before, is where people pretend like they are more people than they are, right? So with liquid democracy in, in a situation where you can point your vote in real time towards a politician or towards a referendum, We don't have to listen to the mayor of Las Vegas, who has no power talking about how the casino should be open. They need to deal with why people are getting sick or whatever. You can very quickly just say, should we reopen? And when 87% of the citizens agree, which is what is happening, like most people agree that we should be where we are right now. It'll be easy to see right away. You don't have to worry. You don't. The rest of the world can see is America really being stupid or are only 5% of their actual verified citizens. Voting for this dumb shit
1: and, and so one more thing I have to add just because the way that these Astroturf campaigns are playing out is that their groups being created on Facebook and their are people that being targeted on Facebook. I have to remind the audience and us, about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which mm-hmm. showed not just that, like, oh, they got your information, but that they were building psychological weakness profiles, that they were able to analyze your data, your posts, what you like, what you dislike. And they literally say, oh, this person is fearful. This person's neurotic. This person is angry. And they would target ads that would specifically get you riled up, right? So I definitely, I'm not going to lie, you know, I have a lot of contempt For the people that are there, yes, it's frustrating to see that level of ignorance and often hatred, you know. But I know that they're also being targeted specifically because they're they're the most likely to go there and they're being exploited by a technology that they don't even realize is mining them, you know. It sucks.
0: Yep. And they would be the, you know, it's funny to watch the memes where it's like, oh, the prepper, I can stay in this bunker for 10 months, but I want to get my hair cut. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of stuff. So, yes, those people are being targeted. They are a very vocal minority. But when you get – they're getting – unfortunately, the media is playing right into the hands of the astroturfers who are trying to, for whatever reason, create these movements. Maybe they believe in it or maybe they just want to sow uh, discontent in the country, which they're doing very well. Think about it. Is there anybody – like we have people on our Facebook posts that are on our Facebook feeds. You don't have Facebook, Kareem, but Adam, we have people on our Facebook feed that are going to say like this is kind of a hoax. This is – not a hoax, but I think people have moved on past that. But they say like – Come on guys this is basically the flu like we got to get things open faster you know people die of heart disease whatever the the different arguments against but i don't think any of them i are out there protesting or even supporting the protesters it's not like anybody's been like wow these people are a true patriot or anything like that
2: yeah i granted I don't think Florida was nearly it's more been in Michigan and some other places that are like, I don't have any networks there. You know, like maybe if I was yeah. from Michigan, I would be seeing more of this, but I agree that it's easy to be the armchair quarterback, just talking about all this stuff and then having like having like a contrarian take and being told on Facebook that you're wrong than actually going out there with guns ready to, you know, get your job back.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, I I, the, I I just want – that was a cool – I thought we were going to get to, like, yours and Adam's and mine, and but this is – No, it's okay. <laughs> this it's, took a long time to uh, explore. Yeah. I'm glad.
1: I didn't want to – I didn't really have one. One last thing I'll say about this last conversation about the protesters and stuff and COVID. It, it kind of is weird how political it got in the States. And I don't know if you saw the headline that said they could actually link more COVID infections and more COVID deaths – to watching Sean Hannity over Tucker Carlson if you're a Fox viewer. Watch wow. It. By an entire order of ma- it was like an entire standard deviation. different. Yeah. standard deviation and I'm sure that wow. just watching Fox News gets you more likely to contract covid but it just sh- like is this strong political thing where you have an entire media political let's say it's one of those things that became political probably because there's a right. profit yeah, but motive if-
2: it Other is also probably true because Tucker Carlson was talking about this far earlier than anyone on Fox News was. So
1: that's what I'm saying. Well, he's and on Fox News, and Sean Hannity is specifically saying that it's not a problem. So yeah. those people are literally dying at a higher rate.
0: <laughs> wow, it's kinda that is kinda nuts. I do agree that there is probably a nuanced argument about like the value of life and what's happening to the economy versus uh, versus how many people are dying but we can't have that conversation in a vacuum we might be able to have that conversation for the next time and decide like what the economic fallout was of this but you can't just say like i think too many people are going to die if we go into a depression or, or whatever and then make decisions to be like all right whatever fend for yourselves i don't think things are going well in sweden which is the only place that they've really tried to you know fuck it let's go and they are releasing a lot of people from the hospitals but they also aren't even close to their peak death projections yet where the rest of us are. So it's going to be – it is going to be interesting and and I, I hate to kind of admit that there is a non-zero nuanced other side of that argument. But I don't think we can have it without the right facts and we don't have the right facts. So.
1: And I would also argue that the majority of people making the case for that argument aren't making it with those intentions, right? Like I understand that you're saying – there might be a good case to be made that reopening the economy might be better for the society as a whole. But something tells me, right. based on the on the players involved, based on how the astroturfing campaign played out, based on the history of the politicians involved, something tells me that the people who are pushing to reopen the country have just a personal private profit motive. And they know that they're not going to be exposed. They just want the working class to just deal with it so that the economic machine keeps moving, right? Because- Okay, yeah, a few people are gonna die, but for the people who are making tens of millions of dollars a day, this is getting really expensive. For everybody else who wasn't making any money and now their health is at risk, the incentive structure is different. So even if there is an argument to be made, I don't really trust the people making it right now.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's making it the right nuanced way. And and it's not a it's a it's an indefensible position. Like if you have actually tried to make that argument, you're just like life's cost this. So let's uh, mortgage this for this. It is not something it, you're you're not having a more you're having a morally bankrupt conversation, but also like an amoral, I guess, if you're thinking about it. But yes, the groups behind it are not having that. Conver- they're not having that conversation. And I don't even think they would come out on top if they were. I just think there might be one later, like a year from now. We are probably going to have some data on the show where we're going to look at it and be like, man, like it was clear this decision. I can't believe we thought there was an argument either direction. And I suspect that that will be closing is the clear decision, but could be wrong. I, I yeah, think, I, don't I think, think it's close.
2: by the end of uh, May, we're going to start seeing things kind of reopening. And if we can
0: make it to the end of May, if we actually stay the way we are until the end of May, the data may- looks like that June 1st is our D day. We're not going to make it because there's so much pressure. And, and all these different cities are acting like they're being saviors by opening up early. We got beaches in Jacksonville, all that stuff opening up. Like if we can keep that from happening, if that stops happening, if people stop making dumb decisions and we can make it to June 1st, the projections look like our deaths will be basically down to nothing. But we're in peak right now. Why would we reopen right now?
1: Exactly. And it's all about buying time, right? Like it's buying time to find more treatments that work. It's buying time to get hospitals more well-equipped because we get kind of caught with our, ha- with our pants down. That's just the reality, yep. right? So like, you know, there's going to be a strong incentive. I called this before too with Trump when he first said he wanted to get it open by Easter. And a lot of people that I knew were like flipping out like he's crazy. Yeah, he's not going to be able to. It doesn't matter. Like at some point, I know, people can do have a lot of power, especially the president. But there's enough social resistance. I don't think the country is ready to open back up again. You know, there's enough people that are looking around saying, hey, listen, like, you don't have to be in a terrible health condition. My parents are just seniors now, you know? I'm worried about them. They're worried about their health. They understand that this can kill them. And even though, even if it's only a three or 4% mortality rate, it's like a 20% complication rate, 20% chance you end up in the hospital. That would bankrupt me right now, right? Because of American healthcare. So, you know... (laughs) i'm skeptical that it's gonna move quickly
0: and as much as i don't i i put my biases aside i don't want to give trump any credit but to his credit he has not made any moves that signal that he's going to try and reopen uh he has said things that would look like that but he hasn't done anything yet
1: i wouldn't consider that to his credit i would argue that he that could be to his cabinet's credit or whatever he's been signaling no like to literally too much pressure right he's not a god like he his will doesn't get imposed no matter what he's tried to do a bunch of shit that was terrible like one day he just woke up and he's like no more transgenders in the military and he tweeted it out and he and it turns out he (laughs) never talked to any of the military people about it never (laughs) went through the proper channels and when it got all said and done he just it's not how it worked he couldn't implement it right like this is one of those things. He was dead serious. Easter, let's go. I want to get reelected. This thing's not that big of a deal. Let's open by Easter. And then all of these doctors and nurses and I got to hope he's just
0: listening to Fauci because he still hasn't fired
2: him. So, you know, like I just got to hope that Fauci has his ear a little bit. Um, I do think that it seemed – one thing that I find kind of irritating is how results-oriented – The world is. Everyone just needs to play poker for a while to understand what the freak Mm results-oriented thinking is. Because I can't tell you how many doctors and whatever there's just like fights, you know, online saying like, "Oh, you know, these models that have been made were like very, you know, detrimental to society." And it's like, okay, but like, can't you understand that because we social distance, a we probably. curtailed the like we really did have some impact and B, like i'd rather be safe than sorry like let's be overprotective or like let's just be very very cautious if social distancing works it's gonna look
0: like it was overblown
1: in the words of the villain from shrek some of you may die but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. That's how these people
0: are thinking. <laughs> the lieutenant governor of the state that I live in right now actually said there's more important things than living.
1: Yeah, there's another mayor. Oh, the mayor of Las Vegas, too, kind of slipped up at in an interview because you mentioned how they wanted to open up or whatever. And somebody's like, oh, so would you go to the casinos and hotels once they're open? And she slipped up and said, well, I have a family to think of. Oh yeah! Oh, I'm sure all the other people don't. It's just you with a family, cause you're rich.
0: Fucking yep. <sighs> okay. Stop so, getting me yeah, all fired up. Uh, man. It's too early. I, I will. I will toot my own horn one more time. I have a group of friends who very vastly disagree with me, especially on crypto, and uh, I've been very vocal in my social networking circles from probably in February that this needs to be like respected, right? end of January I was already thinking about this because I was deciding whether I was going to fly to Vegas or Super Bowl right and I tried to take bets on the over of 60,000 deaths and everybody thought I was crazy when we had like 13 people dead and I, I know that sounds bad but I was trying to kind of illustrate to them that I believe that this is correct and I'm willing to financially put money on it one of them just said in the thread the other day as somebody posted something about an expert he said I don't know what to think of experts anymore Brent has been more correct than any expert I've ever seen in the entirety of this pandemic. And I was like, yeah, well, what does that say about the experts? I'm not an expert. And if they're all wrong and you literally know that I was correct, then what am I doing? I'm just looking at math. I'm looking at charts and I'm like, this is going to happen. This this is how math works. I would
1: counter that you were listening to the real experts and the people that they think are experts tend to be corporate shows on mainstream media.
0: Well, yeah, I guess I did respond that people labeled as experts are often never experts. How, how did you get that your information say that they're not experts?
1: Right? Like how, how yeah, did you I know? Look at data. Yeah, data and the uh, analysis of like the big the actual experts on disease control were sounding the alarm for a while on this, you know? Yes. Maybe not the people that got to go on CNN and Fox News, but the people that are just, you know, working for universities and silly people like that that focus on study.
0: Alright, well, that's it. That wraps up our how would this be different on blockchain and our uncontrollable rants about politics and the state of the world. It's been fun. We are not financial advisors. We are not experts on anything. Despite me tuning my own horn there, the number one response was that the real experts know that they're not experts, so look for those people. (laughs) And we are one step below that. We're idiots. So... When somebody says they're an idiot, they're not one of those experts that's saying they're not an expert because they know they're not an expert. They're just an idiot. So this is entertainment only. Please do your own research, both on investments and on your health decisions. And if you want more entertainment, sign up for our newsletter, cryptobasicpodcast.com slash newsletter and join our Discord. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Peace.